Stay tuned for one of the most important messages every leader needs to hear. The Love Times 2 podcast starts now. Welcome to 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Here is your host, Mike Victor. Hey, welcome to the official podcast of Love Times 2. I'm really glad that you are part of today's podcast because I'm going to be addressing a really important issue for every single one of us working in a leadership role to help make the world a better place for moms and babies. Now, don't tune this out because by a leader, I mean uh, maybe you're serving in a staff position, maybe you're a volunteer, uh, maybe you're a board member. doesn't really matter. This podcast will apply directly to you. I guarantee it. So stick with me on this. It's going to be very helpful to you. And if you think, well, I'm not in a leadership role, so I don't really need to listen to this, God may place you in a leadership role at some point, even if you feel right now that you are not in what you consider to be a leadership role. Although I would argue that every single one of us is uh, in a leadership role in one way or the other. But if you don't feel that way, uh, this is still a podcast that I think can be very important to you because you have no idea what God has in store for you. And I think this will be helpful to you. And, and in fact, this is going to be one of those areas that I'm going to be pressing into increasingly with this podcast. You know, pressing into areas that go beyond news and talking about the topics of the day and, and that sort of thing and drilling down to a very functional level to help all of us get better at making the world a better place for moms and babies. It really is that simple. And a big part of Love Times 2's mission is to inspire and empower leadership to do great things. And there are certain fundamentals that are essential to getting there. The whole concept of leadership and what does it take to be successful and so forth, a lot of discussion on that. I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of books have been written on that and uh, lectures on it, um, all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's it's part science, part mystery, part just life experience. I don't know how else to put it, but I'm absolutely convinced that when we work to do things better, when I work in my life and you work in your life to do things better, we make the best possible use of the gifts that God has given to us, whatever that might be. And when we do that, absolutely convinced, we will see greater and greater impact. And in the context of this discussion and this ministry and this podcast, the greater impact means that more moms choose life. More men and women find grace after abortion decisions. More babies are saved. Um, a lot of great stuff. I mean, that's a big buildup to the podcast topic for today, right? So you're thinking this had better be really good because you've set the bar really high. Well, I think you will agree that this is going to be a helpful topic. Well, today's topic is measurable goals. And setting measurable goals is about as fundamental as you can get. And yet... It is so often overlooked and just flat out ignored. I know in my life, I've been challenged on this subject, setting measurable goals. I've been challenged on this time and time and time again. Still, I find myself having to go back to fundamentals in order to do things better. And it always comes back to, am I setting measurable goals well? Now, fortunately, in my life, I've been really blessed with some mentors who uh, they haven't hesitated to push me on items like this. And honestly, I don't always like to be pushed at the time that I'm getting pushed, but it always pays big dividends. And 
And just uh, as a side note here, if you do not have mentors in your life that are willing to push you and make you a better leader, then I encourage you to find those mentors uh, and even ask individuals to be mentors in your life to help you become a greater leader. I guarantee it will pay big dividends. You might not like it all the time, but you find the right mentors. They will push you and they will make you stronger. They will make you better as a leader. Now, as a reminder on this as well, you can download a free ebook called Life Saving Leadership, and you can get it at lovetimes2.org slash ebook, and you'll get a lot of information just like this that I, that I think you'll find useful, leadership and, and other items as well. So getting back to the topic, why is today's topic on measurable goals so important? Well, here's the bottom line. You will never hit a target that you cannot define because you just don't know what you're aiming for in the first place. I mean, that you can take that to the bank. You will never hit a target that you cannot define. There's no way you can do it because you don't know what you're aiming at in the first place. Now, one of the most common mistakes that we all make is not making goals measurable. And as a friend of mine says, if it's not measurable, it's not a goal. It just isn't. If you have personal or organization goals, you've always got to ask the question, can I measure the goal? And if not, it's back to the drawing board. Now, I'm not going to pretend that it's easy. In fact, it's a lot harder to make goals measurable. It takes a lot more effort. But we need to do it, and I need to do it. You need to do it. We will be more effective in meeting our ministry goals when they are measurable. Now, you may be great at making measurable goals, and you're listening to this podcast and thinking, I can just tune out right now. And if so, I want to applaud you for that because um, making goals measurable is an art form. It really is. Uh, it can be difficult. Um, it can be something that can stress us out sometimes, but I guarantee you that it is the best route to go. So if you're great at doing that, um, wonderful. For most of us, at least in my mind, most of us struggle in this area. Because it really doesn't come naturally. It's a whole lot easier to skip over making goals measurable. But when we do that, it's not in our best interest to do so. It's interesting to me that the concept of measurable goals was foreign to me as a business major. I mean, coming out of college, I seriously don't recall this ever being a topic in business courses. And in fact, it really wasn't until uh, I first met someone who had become a great mentor for me that measurable goals uh, became realistic. They became front and center on my radar screen. And uh, it's been an important part of my leadership life uh, going forward. And it all happened like this. I approached this individual to lead a strategic planning session for an organization that I was leading at the time. And his immediate response was, well, I won't do that until we do more groundwork. And that kind of took me a little bit aback right there because I was expecting, let's get the calendars out, match up a date, and let's just do a planning session. That's the way I had done it up until that time. But he challenged me to do a lot of background work before a strategic planning session, which was a great life lesson for me. And one of the things as part of the background information was asking for all of the measurable goals of the organization 
in its current form. And so what I provided was a list of really great stuff that we've done as an organization. And, you know, I, I'm thinking, hey, this is really impressive. We've done this. We've done that. We've done all these little things. And it was a report card of all the great stuff that we've done. And he scanned through this, I don't know, maybe about 30 seconds and just looked at me and said, there's not a single measurable goal on here. He said, this is good stuff and you guys are doing great stuff, but you're not telling me what your goals are and you're not telling me uh, where you want to go, where you've been and so forth. You're just reporting to me a lot of things that uh, you've done. That was the light bulb moment for me on measurable goals. I honestly, up until that point, hadn't really thought that much about it. Now, let me give you some concrete examples uh, or example, singular, I guess, of of what a non-measurable goal might look like, okay? Let's just pretend that you serve on a board of directors, whether you are, uh, again, volunteer, uh, whether you're paid staff, uh, whatever the situation is, you are on a board of directors for a pregnancy resource center. And uh, let's just imagine this scenario. Your board is gathered for this brainstorming session for the purpose of expanding the impact of your ministry in the community. And that's a great thing. You guys want to expand the impact uh, of your pregnancy resource center. And after a lot of different uh, ideas, excitement, hours of discussion, you finish the entire meeting with a statement that some, says something like this. This year, our goal is to serve more women by better educating our community about our available services. Now, I, I love the enthusiasm and the intent of that goal, but you know, how do you measure it? You can't, and that's the point. It's really not a measurable goal. Let me state that again. You ended up saying, our goal is to serve more women. Well, how many more? I mean, what does that mean compared to what? By educating our community. Well, what does that mean? Educating your community about available services. It's just not a measurable goal. The idea behind it is noble. You want to do the right thing, but uh, you can make it a lot stronger and make it much more effective by making it measurable. Well, here's just kind of an example in that scenario of how a board decision like this or a board discussion may have ended with a measurable goal. Perhaps the board ended with a statement that said something like this, we will increase our clients by 15% this year compared to the total of 10,000 clients served from last year by investing at least $25,000 in social media advertising targeted to women 18 to 34 years old. Measurements galore in that statement, uh, but that is just an example of how you can make something highly measurable so that when you look back on that, you can see did you hit it, did you miss it, um, you know, what else went on with that. And in, maybe in addition, you put something like this down on paper. We will increase our income by 20% this year compared to $200,000 last year in order to fund the hiring of one additional staff member to meet our expansion in clients. Okay, a lot of measurements included with that one as well. Those are two examples of how you could take a non-measurable goal of better educating our community about services and making measurable goals out of that. Now, you're probably thinking right now, this is really easy stuff. And in every one of these examples, uh, you will be able to easily define how you did. So the measurement is defined and you either hit it 
or you didn't hit it. In fact, one of three things will happen. I'll guarantee you one of three things will happen every single time when you set a goal like this. Number one, you hit the goal exactly. I mean, you hit a bullseye. Now, in my life, this hasn't happened too often, but it is possible that you said you wanted to increase clients by 15% and you nail it. You, you increase your client base by exactly 15%. That's a possible outcome. Here's the second possible outcome. You did better than you expected. You wanted to increase your clients by 15%, and in actuality, your increase is 20%. Hey, that's time to celebrate. You guys went far beyond uh, what you had set as a goal, and uh, that will help you to set future goals and maybe be more ambitious down the road, but that's time to celebrate. You went far beyond what you uh, set as your um goal, measurable goal in increasing clients. Now, a third thing can happen as well. You fall well short of the goal. You know, this is going to happen. And when you set measurable goals, there can be tons of reasons why you fell short. Some are in your control. Some are not in your control. Let me just stop right here and say, do not, do not let the very real possibility of falling short prevents you from setting measurable goals. This is not a pass-fail test. That's important for us to get in our heads because if we think it's pass-fail, then uh, we're going to shy away from measurable goals or we're going to set goals that really don't challenge us because we don't want to, quote, fail. This is not a pass-fail test. This is all about knowing what you're aiming for so you know how to prioritize your resources, which includes your funding and it includes your time. Now, I think we can all see the value of measurable goals. And if we're in agreement with that, then the question I would have is why, in so many cases, we don't define our goals with true measurements. And believe me, I'm speaking for myself as well as just challenging you on this. Why is it? Why is it that we don't define our goals with true measurements? Well, I'm going to propose just a few of the reasons why I think we shy away from setting measurable goals. Okay, here we go. This is just Mike's list. Number one, top of the list, for me anyway, just, you know, I'm speculating here. Top of the list is probably as simple as no one really thinks about it. I I really do think it is that simple. Most people do not make goals measurable. And so it's really easy to just continue down the road until someone finally says at some moment, what's the measurement on your goal? So lack of a solid measurement is just sort of a way of, I don't know, maybe in our minds we think this is the way that we've always done it. And really, I was at that point. I was there uh, as a business uh, major coming out of college for years um, you know, in an administrative role. I didn't understand the importance of measurable goals. And I think very few of the goals, I can't remember all of my goals in, um, you know, right out of college, but I would guarantee you that none or at most very few of them uh, were measurable and just wasn't part of my thinking process. So that's why I think, just again, that's my personal thought, I think that the reason most goals aren't measurable is most people don't think about it until somebody challenges them on that. I'm challenging you on that. So you can't say no one's ever challenged me on, on setting measurable goals. The fact that you've made it through this far in the podcast means that you have now been challenged to set measurable goals. So you don't have that as an excuse anymore. I believe there's a a second reason that measurable goals are avoided, and that is the fact that measurable goals create, for a lot of us, they create uncomfortable accountability. 
They really do. It creates an uncomfortable accountability because you've got something down in writing that is measurable that is going to be used as the ruler to see are you um, are you hitting your goals or are you way off in one direction or the other. Here's the reality of it. You can't hide behind a measurable goal. When it comes to reporting to a board of directors or other people around you, if you don't have a measurable goal, you can dance all around that and, uh, you know, you can make that work and no one's going to press you on that. But if you've got a measurable goal, then you just can't hide. You can't run. You can't hide when something's down on paper as a measurement. You either hit the goal or you didn't hit the goal. And sometimes it can make us really, really, really uncomfortable to be placed in such a spot that it's easy for others around us to see how we're doing. So uh, in a lot of cases like that, the temptation is to be really squishy on what the goal is is defined as so we're not held to that higher level of uncomfortable accountability. Now, here's the great irony in that. When measurable goals are properly defined and if you are a confident leader, measurement empowers you by defining what you're aiming for and that should drive all of your priorities. I personally think in all the years that I've served in leadership roles, I personally think there are few things as frustrating to a leader as not knowing what you're supposed to be doing with clarity. I really mean that. I mean, if you don't know exactly what you're supposed to be doing, it makes life frustrating. And a measurable goal takes that frustration to a great level. You're not going to remove all frustration out of uh, leadership and, and serving in ministry. Sorry, no magic bullet for that. But you are going to reduce that frustration when you know exactly what it is that you're supposed to be doing. Lack of measurable goals always leads to frustration. And you know what else it does? It leads us to chasing the next shiny object. And we can get so distracted by chasing the next shiny object that comes along. Uh, going here, going there, going everywhere. That is enormously unproductive. And it may seem like it's exciting at the time, chasing all of this stuff. I, I will guarantee you, you chase every object that comes along, you're eventually going to get to a point where you have so many objects on your plate, the plate is starting to crack and it will drive you into the ground. You heard it here. I'm just telling you, that's the reality of leadership. Lack of measurable goals will lead to frustration. So it's a great reason that you want to make those goals measurable. Another reason for non-measurable goals is not knowing what you're supposed to be doing in the first place. I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, that's the easy path out of a fix. If you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, you just leave everything on the horizon as one big blur and you're floating downstream and just seeing where life takes you. Honestly, it's a lot tougher to identify measurements for your goals. It's a lot tougher. It's a harder road. And so a lot of folks are just going to be content floating with the stream. And if this is the temptation that you're facing, if it's what you've got uh, in your life right now in a leadership role and you're just floating and you're not leading and you don't have measurable goals, I'm just going to challenge you right now. You've got to take control of that situation. Don't do it because you're undercutting your productivity and your accountability. And ultimately, you are undercutting your effectiveness. You will never be as effective as you can be in making the world a better place for moms and babies if you're just floating downstream with no idea of where you're supposed to be going. I know it's harder to set goals, but I'm challenging you right now. As a leader, set the goals and you'll have a higher impact. Now, I'm addressing myself as well as you again when I ask, 
You know, what's the takeaway from all of this? What difference does it really make if we have measurable goals? I, honestly, I mean, I, I know there are folks who say this is just an exercise in, in rhetoric. You really don't have to have measurable goals. I'm just going to go out and do what I want to do and, and all this sort of stuff. I understand that it's harder to put the bit in your mouth of leadership and to follow measurable goals. It is harder to do that, but I'm telling you, it makes all the difference in the world because you and I will really never know how we're doing unless we define the goals. If you never set a target, you're never going to know if you hit it because you never know what that target was in the first place. Next time you set a goal, give it the measurement test. If you can't measure it, it's not a goal. Measurements define your goals as a leader and your organization goals as a whole. It's great stuff. I encourage you to practice measurable goals. Hey, that's it for now. If you have a comment or an issue that you'd like to have this podcast address, email me. I'd love to hear from you. Contact at lovetimes2.org. I encourage you to stick with us because we are on a journey to make the world a better place for moms and babies, and we are seriously expecting God to do some amazing things. He's an amazing God. Why would we not expect Him to do amazing things? Always remember, change the culture and the politics will follow. This has been 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Join us in the journey at lovetimes2.org. That's love, the letter X, and the number 2, dot O-R-G. Thanks for listening.